الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ولا تركنوا إلى الذين ظلموا فتمسكم النار وما لكم من دون الله من أولياء ثم لا تنصرون صدق الله العظيم وسبحت الله الكرام برادرز والدرس is a very lengthy hadith in bukhari sharif in various other kitabs of hadith and it is a very well known incident which we from time to time here in the talim fazail amal the hadith of hazrat kaab bin malik radhiyallahu ta'ala very well known incident hazrat kaab bin malik radhiyallahu ta'ala great sahabi and he had participated in all the battles besides one or two and somehow at the time of tabuk he didn't manage to go along incident is well known incident is something we hear from time to time so we're not going to go to all the details so in any case he did not manage to go to tabuk many others didn't go also but there were three sahaba who were very sincere people most others who hadn't gone were those who were munafiqs but these were sincere sahaba and we know the incident well after nabi sallallahu alaihi returned from tabuk the munafiqin came they gave the excuses allah nabi sallallahu alaihi made dua for them let them carry on but the kabr the lawan and the other two sahaba Hilal ibn Umayyah, Murara ibn Rabi'ah They came and explained very clearly We had no excuse There was really no excuse Whatever we will say is not valid If we say something So we are making no excuse So Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Then ordered everybody to Totally boycott them Nobody must have any dealings with them Nobody must talk to them, nothing Now, for anybody in this time and age also, if everybody isolates him, it's a very difficult thing. But for the Sahaba-i Kiram, it wasn't the isolation in terms of not being able to deal with anybody, not being able to talk to anybody, that was the problem. The problem was, that Allah's Nabi Wasallam was displeased. And he was also now not saying anything or speaking anything to them. the command of allah taala that was the qiyamah for them if they had to starve that was something bearable if they had to see their own children being martyred in front of them that was bearable it was something they could have tolerated and these are incidents in the lives of the sahaba ikram nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam when he's returning from uhud the one ans- Ansari Sahabiyah is being told that your father is martyred, your brother is martyred, your son is martyred, and one after the other these martyrdoms are being given to her. The news of these martyrdoms are being given to her. Her only question is how is Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam? So all this was still something of a lesser category. This could be tolerated. But the displeasure of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and Allah's Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam is not talking to them. That was qiyamah. and 40 days pass like this and after 40 days pass like this then they are told even your wife must now go away she mustn't also be with you and the quran sharif speaks about it imagine when allah taala says daqat alayhimul ardu bima rahubat that the earth became very very narrow for them despite its vastness like a person trying to squeeze himself in a very narrow place now that difficulty that he has here the same difficulty and worse was being felt 
in the open land. The vast earth had become a very narrowed and straightened place in terms of the difficulty. And now 50 days passed like this. Thereafter, the aspect that we want to actually discuss, one morning after the 50 days had passed, the next morning, Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, after the Fajr Salah, he announced to the Sahaba Ikram that the Tawbah of these three people has been accepted. Allah Ta'ala has accepted their Tawbah. Now this is the point that when this news came that the Tawbah was accepted, what was the thing that immediately happened? In the Hadith it is mentioned that one person immediately as Ka'ab bin Malik himself says, he's explaining the whole thing. He says one person uh, he ran one person from Bani Aslam he ran to the nearest hilltop. Ka'ab bin Malik was in a nearby place some distance away. So he ran to the nearest hilltop from where he could shout and give the glad tidings then this is what has happened. Give the glad hand of the Kaab bin Malik Allah. In the meantime, another person mounted his horse and came racing. But before the horseman could reach, because obviously the voice will travel faster, and in those days, they could really make the voice reach. And the early morning, so he says, before the horseman could reach me, this person's voice reached me. Now what, does, what was this purpose of going on the hilltop and shouting, giving him the news? This person is mounting his horse and is racing at full speed to go and give him the news. This was a glad tiding. And to pass on that glad tiding and this glad tiding that had come after this qiyamat of theirs. So what kind of happiness it would bring? I want to be the one to make the heart of my brother happy. So let me be the first one to give him the news. So there was this competition in that. There wasn't, it, it didn't happen formally. But each one was desirous that I should be the one who would do this first. Why? Make the heart of my fellow Muslim happy. This was on the one hand. This was the reaction of the Sahaba Ikram when they got this news that this Toba has been accepted. One person is racing full speed on the horse, the other person climbs the hill and he shouts out. Because says, I was so happy with this, he immediately fell into sajda for shukar. Then he says, when the person who gave me the news then finally came himself also, the person who shouted from the hilltop. When he came out of the happiness that he was the one that gave me the glad tidings first, say, I owned no other clothes at that time. So I borrowed clothes and gave him my clothes that I was wearing at that time as a gift in lieu of that glad tidings he gave me. And he brought this happiness in my heart, I should also bring happiness to his heart. Now he comes and when he comes, the Sahaba Ikram, he says, they came rushing towards me, Yuhanni One after the other they are coming and they are giving me the glad tidings, Mubarak. They're giving me the congratulations. Your Toba has been accepted. And during that time, during that period when this sanction and boycott was upon them, those who were closest to him wouldn't even make salam to him. Those who were closest to him won't even answer his salam. And no matter what he would try to speak to them, his own cousin who was the most closest person to him, he asks him finally a question after trying to get him to say something. And he says, do you not believe that I love Allah and his Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? His simple answer is only Allah wa Rasulu A'lam. Allah and his Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam know best. Full stop. And he carries on. So when the command was there, there wasn't even that one inch. All that relationship and brotherly love and all the other feelings and attachment, everything in its place. But the command of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is, you don't talk, finish, no talking. You don't associate, that's it, full stop. And all that attachment and love and whatever relationship, etc., the bond that was there, 
all that in his place. But Allah's Nabi Sallallahu command that is at the highest, that is the main thing. But that was only because of the command of Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. As far as the heart was concerned, there was nothing in the heart for anybody. No negative, no malice, no dirt in the heart for anyone. And therefore, as soon as that sanction dropped, as soon as that boycott ended, the heart was forever open. So now as he's walking, he is coming in. Now this is obviously an Eid for him, the biggest Eid of his life. So the Sahaba are waking up one after the other, and they are greeting him, and they are giving him this glad tiding and this congratulations. Then he comes to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And he describes that Nabi Sallallahu when he comes to him, Nabi Sallallahu he says, "Istanara wajhuhu ka'annahu qit'atu qamarin, istabraqa wajhuhu min al-surur, ka'annahu qit'atu qamarin." Allah's Nabi Sallallahu's face was shining as if it was a piece of the moon, out of happiness. In other words, that extra happiness. And the Sahaba explained that whenever Nabi Sallallahu would be very happy. We would be able to perceive this on his Mubarak face. It would shine like the moon. Allah's Nabi Sallallahu is expressing his happiness too. And then when he comes, Nabi Sallallahu says to him, Abshir bi khayri yawmin marrat alayk munzu waladat ka ummuk. That take the glad tidings of the best day that has ever come to you in your life from the day you were born. And why was this the best day? Supposing if moth came in the interim, that was a major disaster, irreparable. So this became the best day. Obviously the day of Iman would be the main day. But apart from that, this was the best day that ever passed in your life. Allah's Nabi Sallallahu is giving him the glad tiding also. Now, what do we learn from all these things? This entire incident, this part of the incident. From the aspect of one person running on the hilltop to give the glad tiding. Another person mounting the horse. Hazrat Ka'ab bin Malik giving, and this became a sunnat of the time. This became the sunnat of the time, meaning the sunnat that passed on from there. And if somebody gave some major glad tidings to anybody else, then that person who brought the glad tidings was given a gift in return. To the extent that one person saw a dream. Hazrat Imam Shafi saw the dream. And the dream in it, the dream is Rasulullah sallallahu And there was some glad tidings for Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal rahmatullahi But something about him to remain, persevere, to persevere upon some test that will come. When this dream Imam Shafi rahmatullahi saw, so he inquired from his students, who will take this message to Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal rahmatullahi So the student said, I will do it. So he went along. Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal rahmatullahi when he heard, on the one hand there was a great basharat, that Allah's Nabi sallallahu is sending a message in this manner. But then he also understood that there is a message of sabr. After there were some major incidents that happened, where he was persecuted for his being steadfast on the correct belief. In any case, that's a different incident. But when this person, student brought this message and came, this glad tiding. He gave his kurta as a gift to the student. <coughs> that you brought this glad tiding to me, it is the gift in return. The student comes back, Imam Shafi asks what happened, he says this is what happened, I gave him the glad tiding and he gave me his kurta in return. Look at the respect, the mutual respect and look at the honor Imam Shafi says that that kurta belongs to you. He gave it to you. That's yours. So I cannot and I will not take it from you, but do this much. Take it, rinse it in water, soak it in water and rinse the water out. But collect the water that you rinse out. And give me that, let me drink that. That I too can become, a, take a part of this barakat. So in any case, this became a sunnat from there. Of Hazrat Ka'ab bin Malik radiallahu ta'ala That somebody brought any glad tiding, the person who brought the glad tiding was given something in return. 
But the lesson that we learn in all this, the lesson we learn is, what importance was given to making the heart of the next person happy? Now imagine if there is a happy occasion for somebody, and the person next to him is showing no joy on it. This person is excited, he's elated, he got some good news about something, he's very happy. The next person is looking very sad about it. What does it do to that person's heart? So this is a fundamental lesson of deen. Hazrat Muhammad bin Munkadir rahmatullah was a great tabi'i. Somebody asked him one day, that what is the thing that you really desire to do? Something you desire to do. The only desire is idkhalu sururi fi qalbil mu'min. The only desire is to keep putting happiness in the heart of the believers. He says, any other aspirations you have? Al-ifdalu ala al-ikhwan. To make ihsan on my brothers. To, one is to make the person's heart happy is a very uh, wide thing, very broad concept. You tell some good words to a person also, that too will make his heart happy. You give him some glad tiding. You say some comforting things. And ihsan is something beyond that also. That you give him something that might serve him, make him, make his uh, work light, or help him in some way. Say, this is my only aspiration in life. This is my only desire in life, to make the hearts of people happy. And this has so much of importance in deen, because the entire society being healthy, depends on that mutual happiness. On the one hand, Allah Ta'ala wants us to be happy also. And wants us to make others happy also. Deen has given us occasions of happiness. And has given us things that to make us happy. For example, such a major ibadat like shukr. One is that this is the right of Allah Ta'ala. That we should make shukr to Allah. After all, Allah Ta'ala blessed us with all our bounties all the innumerable favors of Allah Ta'ala which shower down upon us, it is a right of Allah Ta'ala that we express shukr. But in this shukr is our happiness. In this shukr is our happiness. As Sufyan Sauri Rahmatullah or perhaps it was one of the other great akabir of the time, he says that I lived first in the place of the wealthy. The area where all the wealthy people were living. He says, I found that there wasn't a person more grieved than myself. He says, then I moved over and started living in the area where all the poor people were living. I found there wasn't a happier person than me. What happens is, when a person is living in a place where everybody seems to have more than him, and if that aspect of shukar is not there, now these people say these things to teach us a lesson. It doesn't mean that they didn't have shukar. They had shukar more than we can dream about. But to teach us a lesson. That now a person is looking all around and all the time he sees that person has got a better car than me. That person has got a better house than me. That person has got better clothing than me. That person has got more wealth than me. And everybody else seems to have more than me. I got nothing. What happens? I got Nothing. Whereas if a person starts counting what he's got, his whole life will come out, he can't finish counting. But when he's looking around at this all the time, then what comes on the tongue also, what's in the heart also, is I got nothing. I am worst off. Now this nashukri sits in. And there isn't anybody more grieved than a person who becomes ungrateful. And with the sugar in a person's life, now the person is living in a place where everybody seems to have lesser than him. So now he might be driving one car that is half falling apart. But he says, this person is walking. Last Fazal, I still got something to move. I'm walking. But shukar, I'm walking with shoes. That person is walking bare feet. I'm eating maybe very simple food. But that person is eating dry bread. That person went to bed last night without food. Now when the person keeps focusing on what others their difficulties are and how much he has been blessed over and above them. Now this will obviously make the person feel happy. Allah Ta'ala gave us a shukar 
One is the right of Allah Ta'ala. This is the prescription for our happiness. Allah Ta'ala wants us to be happy. So my bandhas make shukar. But Allah Ta'ala complains about us also. That very few of my servants are truly grateful. Allah Ta'ala granted us sabr. That the sabr also will make a person feel happier. These are all relative things. But if a person was feeling grieved, if it could be brought onto a, the scale of 1 to 10, so he was feeling grieved to the level of 10, 10 out of 10 grief. And now if it comes to the, uh, comes to the point of 6, came down 4 degrees, so is he not happier? Yes, the grief is still there to a point, but he's happier than what he was. So now when a person doesn't have sabr, then that grief which is at the point of 10, seems to be 20 or seems to be 110 because it seems like besides me there's nobody else in the world with any kind of problem besides me everybody else is fine and I have the worst problem in the world I'm in the greatest amount of difficulty in the world now this this is self-induced grief now that one is the problem is there but now the person is thinking that in the whole world I am worst off. So now when a person is alone in something, al khaffat. Sometimes when some person does something wrong and he gets caught alone, now he feels like I am the whole thing is going to fall on my head alone. But if 20 people got caught for the same thing, he feels well maybe I'll fizzle out somewhere. It's all going to get distributed over 20 people. So he feels it lighter now. I'm not the only one. I'm one of 20. So likewise, when he made the whole world's problem his own problem only, I'm the only one in the world and I'm worst off, now he multiplied the difficulty. But when he keeps thinking of the positive side, makes sabr on it, and thinks of the positive side, that it could have been much worse. And if I have this one difficulty, how many things are not in a problem? So that sugar as well, and that sabr as, as well. Now when he's making sabr, it lightens the whole thing. And especially when he makes sabr with the correct frame of mind. That he's making sabr, I'm making sabr, yes indeed, this is a difficulty. But many worldly difficulties we take on happily. Because we know what is coming in return. Now the month of December has come. And see the difficulty people will take. The working hours will get lengthened. All the weekends will be cancelled person is working 7 to 7, 7 days a week. Or maybe 7 to 11. If they were 11 days in a week, it will be 11 days a week. And anybody did try to stop him. That this is all azab on yourself. He says, doesn't matter, I know what's coming in the end. Now the person is making sabr on some difficulty, but he's saying, inna Allah ma'as sabirin. Yes, it's difficult. But what I'm getting in return, I'm getting the closeness of Allah Ta'ala. Can there be anything that will pay for it? Yes, I must ask for afiyat. Now when that has settled in his heart that I am getting the closeness of Allah Ta'ala, that from point 10 it will come down to 1. That grief from 10 degrees will come down to 1 degree. Now what has changed? It's only the frame of mind that has changed that now he's turned it to sabr. And without sabr, it will go 20 times greater. So Allah Ta'ala wants us to be happy also. Allah Ta'ala gave us shukar for that. Gave us sabr for that. Allah Ta'ala granted us qana'at. That there's something like qana'at and contentment. That a person must develop it. And when a person has contentment, then there's nobody happier than him. Because he's happy with everything. When a person doesn't have contentment, then why don't I have this kind of car that that person has? Why don't I have that kind of house that that person has? Or why my children are not as maybe intelligent as that person's children are? Or why I am lesser off in this aspect than that person? As a result, the person now is forever in grief. And he makes nashukri and shows ingratitude to Allah Ta'ala for his favors. So Allah Ta'ala doesn't want us to be grieved about all these things. Allah Ta'ala wants us to be happy also. So Allah Ta'ala gave us shukar, gave us sabr, gave us the aspect of qana'at, the take it. Adopt it. And adopt this qana'at. Be content. Whatever Allah Ta'ala has given, what has come in a halal way, you make your moderate effort, you do what is within your means, and then be happy with it. Be happy with it. 
And don't look outside what is there. Because sometimes you don't know what is there. Looking at somebody who might be sitting in the lap of luxury. And you are desiring, I should have had that. And maybe your desire might get accepted at that moment. But how he got it? He got it in a way which came with the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. So when something comes with the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala, it comes with azab. That azab is in it. How it will manifest itself, Allah Ta'ala knows in various ways. But it is like that snake which has its poison inside. It is a scorpion which has its sting with it. Now the person is desiring, I want that snake. I want the scorpion. Just the difference here is that it's not visible that exactly what it is. It's camouflaged. But now he's desiring it. If he gets it, he'll get it with the sting. If he gets that, he'll get it with the poison. So he'll be content. Whatever Allah Ta'ala has decreed for me, that is best for me. Allah Ta'ala has put barakat in it. When he's got the barakat in whatever has come to him, then it will be better for him than all what he's looking at outside, which has got the sting in it, which has got the poison in it. So, qana'at will make him happy. Sabr will keep him happy. Sugar will increase his happiness. So on the one hand, Allah Ta'ala wants us to be happy by adopting all these things. But at the same time, we are being taught to make the other person happy also. That we have been given so many things for the happiness of the next person. If you look in the aspects of deen, for example, the aspect of iyadat, to visit the sick person. Now, what great virtues. In the hadith, Nabi Salaam says, Man aada maridan, awzara akhan lahu Person who visits some sick person, goes and visits some sick person, or he visits his brother for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. Just visit his brother for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. The Jamaat comes and knocks at our door. So that meeting is taking place for what? Only for Allah Ta'ala's sake. Oh, he knows some friend just to go and talk to him, encourage him. Somebody just go and meet him, just help him boost his spirits. Somebody he knows is feeling a little low and down. So how can I go and just maybe cheer him up? This is all for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. So a person who visits some, somebody who is sick, or visits his brother for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, Nadahu munadin. Allah Ta'ala say, Nabi Salaam says, a caller calls out, an angel calls out to him. He can't hear it, but the angel is calling out. That what a wonderful thing you did. You're walking also, how excellent it is. That you walked and went to visit somebody sick. You walked to go and visit your brother for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. Subhanallah, what a thing you've done. And what you've really done is, that jannati manzila. You've built yourself a palace in Jannat. You've built yourself a palace in Jannat. And 70,000 angels will make dua for you now till the morning, if it's in the night. And in the morning, then it'll be till the night. 70,000 angels will make dua for you. Now for what? <coughs> to visit a sick person. And why? There's a sick person now, whoever is going to come visit him, anybody is going to come and keep, each person walks in, going to leave some money behind or they're going to come and do something else, they're just going to come visit him. In fact, to entertain the visitors will cost him money. But, what will be the thing? That the person in his illness, people come, visit him, give him some du'as, it raises his hopes. It makes him feel happy. It makes him feel that I'm not alone. I have so many people around me. It builds his spirits. Now, all did what? It brought happiness to his heart. It raised his hopes. It made him feel comfortable. That is the aspect which brought all these benefits. 70,000 angels are making dua for the person who brought this happiness to his brother. He built himself a palace in Jannat in view of what? For bringing happiness to the heart of his brother. Somebody has passed away. So we have been taught to make ta'aziyat, to go and console the bereaved. Now the person who is bereaved his grief is immense. He has lost somebody immediately, immediate family. So what is the extent of his grief? But now he's making sabr on it. So what will be the reward of his sabr? In the hadith, Nabi Salaam says, Man azza musaban. The person who consoles the bereaved, 
he gets the same sawab that that person got on his sabr. Now that person's grief was a mountain. And our consolation was just a few words of comfort. What sawab he got on making that mountain of sabr, this person got with those few statements of consolement. But why? Because it helped to lighten his grief. That he felt little comforted by that dua. He felt comforted by those words of encouragement. So that grief now from 10 degrees came down to 9 degrees. So you made him feel little happier compared to what he was. So that became such a great thing that for all the summer that he made on that mount of grief, you got the same sawab. So what a great amal this is, that to bring happiness to the heart of a mu'min. What a great amal. So all these aspects that we have been taught in deen is for the same purpose. And Allah's Nabi went to great extent, great lengths to practice on this. We've discussed some of these things on previous occasions within the household. What Nabi Islam used to do to just merely bring happiness. As Aisha Siddiqah says, if I would drink out of a utensil, then the spot where I drank from Nabi Islam would turn visibly, make it obvious that he's turning the utensil and drinking from the same spot. If I bit off a morsel from some food, then Nabi Islam would take it and then bite off from the same spot. Now what difference will that make to the taste? Nothing. But why? No other reason but to bring happiness to the wife of his heart, to the heart of his wife. What a great amal. But generally these things have become taken as, as they say, things for the honeymoon. But nowadays that moon, the honeymoon, is one month of full moon, and Allah forbid after that a lifetime of eclipse. So that is because we've forgotten the way that Nabi Salaam taught. What Nabi Salaam encouraged us, what he taught us about, we forgot about that. As a result, then we see the difficulties, but these things are adopted as part of life. The sabr, the shukr, this anaat, this being concerned about bringing happiness to the heart of one another. In all spheres of life, whether within the home, outside the home, in the masjid, in society, in the workplace, obviously, well within the limits of shariat and deen. Not that a person now wants to bring happiness to the wrong people's hearts. Starts going, make, in, the light, in, the, in the pretext of making somebody happy, he's doing haram. That, there is no issue of taking care of somebody else's feelings, is going to break the command of Allah Ta'ala. If it has to break somebody's heart, because he wants to uphold the command of Allah Ta'ala, then he will uphold the command of Allah Ta'ala. He won't break the command of Allah Ta'ala to save somebody else's heart from breaking. That now this illicit relationship, how I'm going to break it, how I'm going to abandon this illicit relationship, person will feel very, very heartbroken. Array, you should break that heart a hundred times and stay away from the haram. So in any case, this is a great amal, a great aspect that we are taught in din. And we can see how Allah's Nabi himself practiced upon it, how the Sahaba Ikram practiced upon it, what kind of importance was given, and how many things we have been given in deen, all for the same purpose that we learn, we bring this within ourselves, to bring happiness to the heart of one another. The aspect of hadiya, something which has been encouraged so much in deen. What is this for? Tahadaw, tahabbu. Nabi says, give one another hadiya, it will create love. So what is love? between people. When people are happy with one another, then that muhabbat is created. This again is for the same purpose, to bring happiness to the heart of the next person. When both are giving hadiya to one another, and now this happiness is coming on both sides, this muhabbat will grow. So all these things in deen come back to that same aspect. That to bring happiness to the heart of one another. So this is something which often we neglect. And we neglect it often most where it is required to the greatest extent. Where it's required to the greatest extent, it is required with those whom we spend the greatest amount of time and those who we have the greatest obligations to. 
our parents, the spouses, our children, and then the immediate family, or those who are immediately in contact with, with us all the time. These are the people who deserve it most and who are entitled to it most. Sometimes a person brings happiness to people who are far away, maybe in, in place. Somebody is living in another country and he remembers that person. He'll send him some message from time to time to make him happy. Send some hadiyat to him also all over the way, overseas. And somebody who is next door to him, there's nothing done to try and bring some happiness to that person's heart also. And somebody who is under the same roof with him, that person is neglected. So this is where it starts off from. It starts off from those who are closest. In the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam was asked that what is the best sadaqah? So there are various things mentioned, but Nabi Islam in one, one of the things mentioned was that you want to give sadaqah, start off with those who are directly under your care. That if they are in need, then first start off with them. And then, the Quran Sharif speaks about, Give the relatives their rights, then the poor, and then the travelers. Now sometimes, a person is a relative, and he may not be as much in need as somebody who is not a relative. This person still has a prior right. Because he's a relative as well. He has a prior right. But we will sometimes give somebody who is... That's a very great thing also, alhamdulillah. Who's a stranger, complete stranger to us. Alhamdulillah, we'll get the sawab for that. But we deprived ourselves of the greater sawab. And sometimes we could have even shirked in our responsibility too. So this is the teachings of deen. These are the things that we have been taught about which will bring that happiness in our life, bring the happiness in the lives of others. And this is what Allah Ta'ala wants us to do. When we are happy, others are happy, all within the limits of Shariat, Allah Ta'ala is happy. So may Allah Ta'ala give us the realization, give us the true understanding, grant us the ability to bring this happiness to the hearts of people and Allah Ta'ala will make us happy in return also. وآخر أعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين رسالة رجلي إن شاء الله وصلي على سيدنا سيدنا محمد وصحبه وسلم لا إله إلا محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 
Allah, 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 Allah. اللہ اللہ کے عیسا پیارا نام ہے عاشقوں کا مینہ اور جام ہے اللہ اللہ کے عیسا پیارا نام ہے عاشقوں کا مینہ اور جام ہے آہ راجز آسما حمد نبود راز را غیر خدا محرم نبود آہ راجز آسما حمدم نبود راز را غیر خدا محرم نبود الہی ای بندران اسوا مکن گر بدم من سر من پیدا کن الہی ای بندران اسوا مکن گر بدم من سر من پیدا مکن ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آجا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آجا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی مٹا دے اپنی ہستی کو چھوڑ دے ساری بستی کو بستی بستی کہتا جا اللہ 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 لا الہ الا اللہ محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و تعالی علیہ وسلم اللہم لکا الحمد کلہ و لکا شکر کلہ اللہم لا نحسی ثنان علیک انت کما اثنیت علی نفسک جز اللہ عنہ نبینا محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم بما ہو اہلو ربنا غلمنا انفسنا و علم تغفر لنا و ترحمنا لنکنن من الخاسرین رب اخفر وارحم وعفو و تکرم و تجاوز عما تعلم انکا انت العز الاکرم ربنا توفنا مسلمین و الحقنا بالشہداء والصالحین غیر خزایا ولا نداما ولا مفتونین ربنا حب لنا من ازواجنا و ذرياتنا قرت آئین و جعلنا للمتقین اماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا و کفر عنا سیئاتنا و توفنا مع الابرار ربنا و آتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة انك لا تخلف المعاد اللہم ثبتنا على الایمان و امتنا على الایمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الایمان الہ العالمین یا اللہ most merciful اللہ most forgiving اللہ most compassionate اللہ most kind اللہ most beloved اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ we are your most sinful servants یا اللہ یا اللہ we are acknowledging all our faults یا اللہ we are acknowledging all our sins یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ یا اللہ we have sinned you so much یا اللہ we have sinned against you so much یا اللہ الہ العالمین we have misused our tongues یا اللہ we have made all the غیبت یا اللہ that you have forbidden us from یا اللہ الہ العالمین we have misused our ears یا اللہ to listen to all the حرام یا اللہ الہ العالمین we have misused our eyes یا اللہ looking at what you have forbidden یا اللہ الہ العالمین we have not protected our hands and feet یا اللہ الہ العالمین our hearts are so filthy یا اللہ الہ العالمین all these are your great نعمت یا اللہ these are your great bounties یا اللہ the whole world can't give us these bounties یا اللہ الہ العالمین yet we abuse them so greatly یا اللہ how ungrateful we have been to you for all your نعمت and bounties یا اللہ 
الہ العالمین فگی وہ ان گریٹیوڈ یا اللہ الہ العالمین فگی وہ نا شکر یا اللہ الہ العالمین وی ار میکنگ شکر فار آل دی باؤنٹیز یو ہیو بلسڈ اس یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ وی کین نوٹ گرانٹ وی کین نوٹ بی گریٹفل انف یا اللہ وی کین نوٹ ایکسپریس ایکسپریس انف شکر یا اللہ اللهم لا نحصی ثناء علیک انت کما اثنیت علی نفسک مستقیم الہ العالمین یا اللہ یقیب و ہاتھ سے اللہ اکارڈنگ ٹو یور کمانڈز یا اللہ یا اللہ فل و ہاتھ وتھ یور لو یا اللہ فل و ہاتھ وتھ دی لو اف رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم الہ العالمین گیو اس توفیق اف برنگنگ ہیپینس ٹو دی ہارٹ اف ایوری پرسن یا اللہ الہ العالمین سیو اس بیکمنگ ا مینز اف تکلیف ٹو ادرز یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ یو گیو اس توفیق اف یا اللہ بینگ فلفلنگ دی سنت اف یور رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم الہ العالمین سیو سم دی ویز اف دی یہود و نصارا الہ العالمین یا اللہ یو گرانٹ اس دی بیسٹ اف دنیا اینڈ دی بیسٹ اف اخرت الہ العالمین سیو اس ام اول دی فتنہ اینڈ فساد الہ العالمین سیو اس یا اللہ سیو اور فیملیز یا اللہ سیو اور چلڈرن یا اللہ الہ العالمین سیو اور فرینڈز اینڈ ریلیٹیوز یا اللہ سیو دی انٹائر امت اف رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم یا اللہ تھرو اٹ دی ورلڈ ویو دی امت از ان سفرنگ یا اللہ ریموو دیر ہارڈشپس اینڈ ڈیفیکلٹیز یا اللہ الہ العالمین گرانٹ عافیت ٹو ون اینڈ آل یا اللہ یا اللہ گرانٹ عافیت ٹو ون اینڈ آل یا اللہ یا اللہ میک دی وینز اف ہدایت بلو تھرو اٹ دی ورلڈ یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ گرانٹ ہدایت ٹو ون اینڈ آل یا اللہ الہ العالمین میک اس یور پائیس سرونٹس یا اللہ میک اس یور ٹروتھفل سرونٹس یا اللہ یا اللہ میک اس امنگ دی صدیقین یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ یو کیپ اس فاس اون ایمان یا اللہ یو ٹیک اس وت کامل ایمان یا اللہ ٹیک اس وت توبہ تن نسوح یا اللہ یا اللہ ٹیک اس ات دی ٹائم دیٹ یو ار پلیز وتھ اس اینڈ وی ار پلیز وتھ یو یا اللہ یا اللہ ٹیک اس وت دی کلمہ لا الہ الا اللہ محمد الرسول اللہ الہ العالمین میک اور قبرز گارڈنز اف جننہ فسی اللہ یا اللہ فل اور قبرز وتھ نور یا اللہ یا اللہ گیو اس دی ہائی سٹیجز ان دی اخرت یا اللہ گرانٹ اس شفاعت اف رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم یا اللہ گیو اس جننت الفردوس وداؤٹ اینی ریکننگ یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ آل دوز ہو ہیو پاسڈ اوے فرام اور فیملیز تھرو دی امت الہ العالمین فل دیر قبرز وتھ نور یا اللہ میک دیر کمپلیٹ مغفرت یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ give them the high stages in the akhirat ya allah ya allah those of our parents who are living ya allah give them barkat in their lives barkat in their health الہ العالمین گیو اس دی توفیق اف سرونگ دیم اینڈ بی ویڈن ٹو دیم الہ العالمین دوز اف اور پیرنٹس ہو ہیو پاسڈ اوے یا اللہ فل دیر قبرز وتھ نور یا اللہ میک دیر کمپلیٹ مغفرت یا اللہ یا اللہ گیو دیم دی ہائی سٹیجز ان دی اخرت یا اللہ یا اللہ گیو دیم دی بیسٹ ریوارڈز اف دیر سروس اینڈ خدمت یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ وی کین نیور فلفل دیر رائٹس یا اللہ رب ارحمہما کما ربیانا صغارا رب ارحمہما کما ربیانا صغارا رب ارحمہما کما ربیانا صغارا الہ العالمین یا اللہ یا اللہ اول دوز ہو سیک گیو دیم شفاء کامل عاجلا مستمرا دائما الہ العالمین دوز ہو ان فائنینشل ڈیفیکلٹیز ریموو دیر ڈیفیکلٹیز وتھ عافیت یا اللہ یا اللہ وٹ ایور پرابلمز اینڈ ہارڈشپس پیپل لائن ریموو دیر ہارڈشپس اینڈ پرابلمز اللہ الہ العالمین وٹ ایور پائیس ایسپیریشنز ایچ ون ہیز ان دیر ہارٹس یا اللہ یو فلفل ایت یا اللہ آؤٹ اف یور گریس اینڈ مرسی یا اللہ یا اللہ فلفل ایچ ونز نیڈز آؤٹ اف یور گریس اینڈ مرسی اللہ اللهم انا نسال من خیر ما سالک من نبیک و حبیبک سیدنا محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم و نعوذ بک من شر ما استعاذک من نبیک و حبیبک سیدنا محمد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم انت المستعان و علیک البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوت الا بالله العلی العظیم و